0: Hello everyone and welcome to this special edition of Employment Matters, brought to you by the Employment Law Alliance, the world's largest network of labor and employment lawyers from the best law firms around the globe. I'm your host, Steve Hirschfeld. Well, today is a special day because it's Tuesday and on Tuesdays, the ELA, we have what's called Travel Tuesday, where each week we get the chance to dial in one of our members from around the globe to share with us what it's like to do business in their jurisdiction. And today is really cool because we're going to have to learn a little bit more about the great state of alaska and i'm pleased to welcome to the show amy robinson who's a partner at miller nash in anchorage amy how are you
1: i'm good steve thanks so much for having me
0: well it's very exciting to talk to you because alaska is one of the well it probably is the most unique state the country and probably one of the most unique jurisdictions on the globe and most people don't know much about it other than we know you got a lot of oil and gas up there, got a lot of salmon up there, but maybe not a lot else. So first of all, tell us from a global perspective, what's it like to do business in a place like Alaska?
1: Well, there are some unique factors, but for the most part, it is as the rest of the world continues to evolve very much like other places, on the ground you won't see a lot of difference. You you touched on our main industries there and timely, by the way, I should shout out to travel. Travel is one of our biggest industries. So I think one of the most unique things is in the summer season, when we have a lot of that travel happening, we are a much bigger population than we are in those off seasons. So you can really see a distinction when you visit here. And certainly it really impacts workforce availability and decision-making in that regard. You know, seasonal employment is, is a real factor here. And who you're going to be able to attract, the talent you're going to be able to get may really fluctuate between those who are hardy enough to stick around for the winter and those who may be just wanting to visit during those beautiful summer months.
0: So what's the what's the kind of a climate like right now in Alaska? How are things from a business perspective?
1: So, I think optimism for the most part this year. There have been particularly again, we're coming out of covid like like other places. And again, I've mentioned travel as a a major industry for us. The travel industry was really hit hard with limitations. And this is the first year, for example, we've had cruise ships coming back and all the attendant businesses that go with that. So there's been a real sense of optimism. That optimism has been tempered a bit. I know you mentioned fishing too is a big industry for us, and there's been Some not anticipated results in that regard. The industry is still going, but there's some some cause for concern, as there always is, you know, what returns you're getting this year. so.
0: So, you know, from a Californian perspective, we see Alaska as kind of a red state, a pretty conservative state. First of all, is that true? And how does the political climate impact sort of the employment laws and labor laws of your state?
1: Let me tell you, I understand that perspective. But having grown up in Alaska and having really lived and and worked there for a number of years, the reality is I really see it as not necessarily a red state, but really a libertarian. There are the folks who have come up the, we call it the Alcan, the road up to Alaska, right? The people who came in the late 60s and early 70s during the big the pipeline build and really came for construction and stuck around and a lot of industry around that. There's a sense of really individual liberties is an important thing. So there's a reluctance to really regulate and that really translates into business. So it's not quite so red or blue, but it's certainly libertarian at its
0: core. So could you do HR law? Like what's on your desk right now? What are the sort of hot topics you're getting from your clients?
1: Well, like anywhere else right now, you mentioned politics. We are really divided on a whole range of topics. We are also, frankly, seeing the impact of how COVID policies and, and the impacts of work from home arrangements and how to reintegrate into the workforce, just like anywhere else right now. You know, my colleagues in Portland and Washington, they're seeing the same thing. So lots of sort of heightened Sensitivities to a lot of political issues that are being discussed or trying to be not discussed in the workplace, reactions to where we're working, how we're working, expectations in that regard have significantly changed. And Alaska, in particular, you know, we're in the process, I should say, of seeing much more flexibility and where we can get talent from because employers are seeing the benefits of allowing their folks to work. And live where they want to work and live from, and you know we have seen some impacts from that. Folks who wanted to really be close to the mountains and being able to ski one day and fish the next day, you know, Alaska is a, a really great state for that. And so we have remote workers here too, and so all of that is is really present in in day to day sort of HR in Alaska.
0: Amy, you know we've got federal labor laws that deal with things like minimum wage and overtime. Is there anything unique or different in Alaska?
1: Well, for the most part, as I said, there's a sort of an attitude of not adding regulations. The state tends to stay away from that. Having said that, there are some unique wage and hour components that may be at play, particularly industry specific. But one that is a global issue is we have daily overtime. So not just, you know, the the 40 hours for the work week as is federally required, but under the state requirement, it's even anything over eight per day. So that is an immediate impact that a new employer to Alaska may be surprised by.
0: So let me follow up with one final question, which is interesting. You brought up this issue of the remote work, because Mm -hmm. what a lot of the ELA members across the United States are coping with right now is the impact of remote work vis-a-vis like non-compete agreements, Yeah, right? So for example, we had a lot of Californians that have moved out of California during COVID. And now we're in states where non-competes are enforceable, whereas in my state, they're not. What's the deal in Alaska? What's the state of the law on non-competes and unfair competition, that sort of stuff?
1: So the state is, back to that core principle I mentioned, very sort of hands-off as an approach. So non-compete agreements are, we don't have a statute like some of the states on the West Coast that say either, no, you can't have them, or if you do, they must be narrowly constrained. But it is bound by those equitable principles of you've got to be reasonable to the nature of the work and some protectable interest at play. But they are still a factor in Alaska. They're enforceable, courts will enforce them. Again, within within reason, if we can
0: defend them on those principles. Well, before we wrap things up, what's the one myth about Alaska that you want people to understand what it's really like?
1: That's a great question. Well, I would say just again, another throwback to politics. I could not see Russia from my house. <laughs> I was I was not able to see Russia from my house. Certainly certainly we are closer than, than other parts of the US, but no, it is, it is really a, a wonderfully vibrant community, frankly. One of the things I have always loved from having having grown up there is the state population is still under a million. I think we're under even 800,000. So we are in many ways a small city spread out over a huge geographic space. So you you can be traveling anywhere in the world and you you will be surprised how often I have, you know, I grew up in a small town called Valdez with a population of, again, depending on the time of year, 2,500 or as many as, you know, 6,000, for example, during oil spill times, it fluctuates. But I will run into somebody from my small town or somebody I knew from my work in Anchorage or you know it's just it really is a big state with a small town feel and 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 we work hard to keep it that way.
0: Very cool. Very cool. Well, I visited once. I love it. I'd like to come back one day soon. Come on back. Yeah. Thanks. appreciate it, Amy. This has been great. Really appreciate your time. Folks, if you want to connect with Amy, all you have to do is click on her bio by her name in the description of this podcast. And I encourage all of you to visit ela.law to receive invitations to our upcoming webinars download white papers and access our free online platform called the global employer handbook which provides insight on employment law in all 50 states and over 100 countries you've been listening to employment matters a podcast brought to you by the employment law alliance the world's largest network of labor and employment lawyers from the best law firms around the globe i'm steve hirschfeld thanks so much for listening